0: I'm Jessica Sands, and this is Home and Away, the baseball podcast that dives deep into the teams, fans, caps, and snacks of some of the most fascinating organizations from around the minor and independent leagues. And welcome to Home and Away, Seam Heads Edition number three. I'm Jessica Sands.
1: I'm Jamie Sessford.
0: And today we have a real special episode for you. We talked to Dana Bookman, founder and CEO of Canadian Girls Baseball, about the league, about women and girls in sports, and the importance of keeping girls playing the game.
1: Yeah, and it's a really... Uh really fascinating conversation we get the the origin story uh along with kind of like the philosophies and the the ethos of this league and uh bringing baseball to a wider audience you know to girls which is ridiculous though that, that's already not a, a super common thing
0: without further ado here's our interview with dana bookman founder and ceo of canadian girls baseball So welcome, Dana, and thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us.
2: Thanks for asking me to join you.
0: So for those who may not be aware, um, we know the story very well of why and how you started Canadian girls baseball. But can you give us and our listeners a little bit of a short version of why you started the league and why you think it's important in Canada and beyond, hopefully?
2: Yeah, um, in 2016, my daughter was six at the time and she played baseball in our local community league with 400 players in her age division. And she was the only girl. And at the end of the season, she came to me and said that while well, it was a fun season, she didn't wanna play baseball anymore. But baseball was her favorite sport um, and still is. And we, I wouldn't let her quit. But I figured out that it was because she had no girlfriends there that you know it wasn't a great social experience that sports is supposed to be so I told her we would get some friends and play at the park and as long as she kept playing it didn't matter if she was in a league or playing with me so I put it out on my Facebook page and 44 girls came out Um, I was hoping for five so I thought that I had invented baseball I got permits and I got, you know, I started a league, we named it, we got uniforms and coaches and the girls had so much fun. They were five to 10 years old. They were all playing together on mixed teams and I guess they had so much fun. So we did it a year later and 350 players joined us and all girls from a tiny little, you know, just our community in Toronto. And at that point I realized that lack of participation was not because of lack of interest, it was because of lack of opportunity. And I had never, I wasn't from the baseball world, and I didn't realize that girls weren't welcome to play, um, and not that they weren't allowed to, but just that they didn't feel comfortable.
1: Was that a, a surprising to you, how many, how many girls showed interest in, in this over the, over the course of a couple of years? Or had, had that been rumblings that you've heard amongst your community? Um, I
2: had never heard anything. It was a complete shock to me. I mean, the 44, I had been hoping for five girls. And when we got five, I thought, okay, maybe we'll get 10 and we'll have two little infield teams playing and that would be amazing. Like, could you imagine if we could get 10 girls out to the park and we could get a coach and it would be fun. So when 44 showed up, I really was like calling people saying, I can't believe it. Look at how many girls came out. Um, The next year when we did it again, 350 girls just i didn't even know what to do with them all we were so disorganized nothing that had worked for 44 (laughs) worked for 350 i had no idea what to do and it was the scariest and most exciting feeling but at the same time was kind of sad that you know so many girls had nowhere to go that there were that many ready to play with us And from there we expanded it. I mean, from 350, I I had a voice that people were listening to about this lack of opportunity. And we were able to expand to a couple of other provinces. So by 2019, we were in four provinces already and we had about 20 different locations. So 20 groups of girls across the country playing. We had about 1500 players. And that was in three years of playing.
0: Wow. So how did that expansion come about? Was it other provinces contacting you saying, hey, we want to do something similar in our province or were you reaching out? The the need was obviously there. The demand was obviously there. um, But how did that come about? So I have a background
2: in journalism um, and that makes me not scared to be loud. So um, I was so excited about what had happened with the 350 girls that I contacted Baseball Canada. um, And I said, we need to do something. Um, At that point, Baseball Canada invited me to speak at their national convention in 2018, I guess it was. And um, once I spoke, I was approached by Baseball Nova Scotia and Baseball Manitoba to ask if we would open in their provinces so we had we now have three locations in Nova Scotia and um, we had one in Winnipeg we have two in PEI now Um, so the provinces were approaching me um, and then in addition to the provinces we expanded in Ontario and that was um, an organic spread somebody in Ottawa contacted me I was just sort of popping up anywhere anybody contacted me because it's a pretty easy program to pick up and move as long as we have the facilities that we need. Um, so it's organically spread. And then this year, I'm sure we'll talk about it, but we're entering BC, which was you know, a goal of mine. If we're serving girls across the country, we're called Canadian girls baseball. People from BC have been calling It seems really far away and kind of daunting from, you know, our central location in Toronto, but we decided to just go for it.
0: So can you uh, speak a little bit to the program because it's set up a little different than a traditional little league. Can you just go over that a little bit and maybe your reasons why you chose to do it this way? So our league
2: is a development league, um, which means that we don't play a traditional season of baseball. And it is different, like you said. The way it works is we have eight week programs and we do usually do a series of them. So we'll start with one. For example, in BC, we're doing July and August. So eight weeks over the course of those two months, we meet once a week at the same time in the same location for the same amount of time every week, but girls are divided on teams and every week they do drills and skills with their team and then they play a game against another team in their age division. And I think it developed that way and it turned out to be the way that um, you know, Sport for Life and a lot of organizations that are looking at kids' sports think that things should be done, but it was organic. And it was because when I looked at the girls who were joining our program, they didn't want to be baseball players. They wanted to be baseball players and ballerinas and soccer players and swimmers (laughs) and offering them a place that they could try the sport and see if they liked it and then offer them more if they wanted it Um, seemed to be a better way of designing a program for them than to expect them to play three times a week at all different times in all different locations Um, So this is really just to make the sport accessible. And then we do offer more programming and different types of programs as we grow for girls who want more, want to play more, want to learn more. And we offer the programs all year round. So if they have swimming in the fall, they can play with us in the spring. If they have something else in the spring, they can play with us in the summer. It just gives them a better chance to try it and see if they like it. It's accessible, it's inexpensive. They get a lot of stuff. I mean, it was just, it was built that way, but it seems to be what families respond to. I think when we have boys, you know, as children and we put them in a sport, we automatically expect that they're going to be a major league baseball player or a pro hockey player. But with girls, our expectations are different. And so they can play sport the way it's intended to be played, which is for fun and for the joy of the game. And that's how our program is designed.
0: I think that's lost a lot in sport, especially for girls. It's sort of, there is a focus on what's the point of this, um, which I think is why I know a lot, like growing up playing baseball, knowing girls that have played baseball, that's why a lot of them ended up leaving the sport is because it's like, well, what's the point? There's no future in this. Why don't you try softball? Because maybe you can go to college. And I think that even now with, you know, as women are, excelling in sports. They're playing, you know, you have women going on college baseball scholarships. The focus is still on elite, the first, the onlys, the best. Can a woman play in the MLB? Should we lower the hoops in the WNBA so people can dunk? And I think that the idea of playing a sport for fun, for community, for getting all those soft skills that you learn from being a part of something I think gets lost. Like I was training seven days a week from the time when I was 10, you know, and in the end ended up being, I I don't regret it, but you do lose a lot of the fun and it becomes this high pressure situation. And then I never liked playing in the end, which is why I ended up quitting is because I lost that love for it. So I think, the what Canadian girls baseball focuses on is so important because yeah, maybe none of these girls are ever gonna be star players, but they sh- there should still be a place for them to get together with their friends and be able to have fun through the game of baseball.
2: Yeah, and it's a lot more than that too. I mean, everything you said is right. And we want that 1% that's going to succeed and going to get a scholarship and going to become elite is going to succeed anyway at that level but not everybody wants it and not everybody can get there. But there are other things, I mean, when you, again, when you have a boy, very often that boy is born with a ball of some sort in his hand. You know, he's he's geared up to get all the benefits of sport, of team sport, just because he's a boy, but girls don't get that. So when we offer team sport, they're learning the soft skills for life, which you mentioned, but they're learning how, you know, how to play as a team, they're learning empathy. And the most important thing about baseball, I think as a sport is that they're learning resilience because it's the only sport where even the best players in the world fail 70% of the time. So you get up there in front of people you know and people you don't know, you swing at the ball, you completely miss it, you strike out, you do that 10 times in a row, and then eventually you'll succeed. So we're teaching girls how to lose and we're teaching them how to get up and try again. And to me, that is a life skill that's going to take them through university, through their work life. And 96% of CEOs who are women played a team sport. I mean, we're like, there's an obvious correlation between team sport and success. And that's what we're giving them. I mean, forget college scholarship to some Wisconsin school of the arts where they complete on the baseball team and they're getting you know, a partial scholarship. Well, that's amazing for some people, but what they're getting is so much bigger than something that, you know, they're probably not going to get anyway.
1: So uh, with, with that in mind, um, how does the, uh, how does that uh, influence how the the programming of these camps and these leagues uh, develop? like if, if we're looking at, at building those kind of skills uh, for, for these children uh, that they can grow into i guess holistic human beings that like have this that have a fostered passion for this game uh, how does the coaching and program design uh, encourage that
2: so all of our um, you know we really want them to feel that they're set up for success and to have fun. So they're allowed to be put on a team with any friends that they want. Um, Any player who can't afford our program is given a full or partial subsidy. We don't make them jump through any hoops. If you're brave enough to say you can't afford it or can only pay a little bit, we will make it work for you. Um, And then all of our coaches are female. We make sure that we have great role models In our coaches we definitely don't want to exclude men from the experience we have parent coaches who are moms and dads um, because it's important to have you know those male champions but all of our staff are female we have a female only umping development program so we have trained female umpires so that we show girls that they can be any part of the game And then we have our development program where we're teaching the skills, like I mentioned, but then we also, as we grow in any neighborhood, we offer more programs. So we will offer a select team program, which is basically, I mean, generally considered a more competitive program. We have tryouts for that. Really every girl who tries out makes it, but she goes through the experience of not being sure. She goes through the experience of saying that she wants more baseball. And because she wants more baseball, we're going to give it to her. So we have those programs. We have, um, you know, winter indoor training programs. We have elite programs. We have summer camps. We we offer skills training. And if a girl, I mean, for example, the elite program, if she wants to see what it's like to train for a provincial team or a national team or see what, what the elite players do in our country, we have provincial players who and provincial coaches who take part in the training and will work with them to show them how hard it really is, you know, how hard they have to work for that success. So I think that what we're offering is a really well-rounded experience. We do a lot of team building and we try, I mean, it's, it's not the perfect program for everybody, but I think it's definitely worth a try to see if you at least, you know, understand the sport can build confidence from learning the skills of the sport whether you carry that with whether they carry that with them to dodgeball or you know any other sport just playing in school it's something that they'll have forever it's kind of like riding a bike so i think that what we offer is an opportunity and it's an opportunity that they wouldn't have otherwise
1: I think one thing that that you mentioned that was interesting, it's kind of rattling around my brain a little bit um was about the the parents that um, like they have an opportunity to coach. like is that is that like giving some first time coach, like parents who are first time coaches, like this is their way to get get involved with that? Are you offering some sort of um training for them, I guess?
2: All of our coaches get training from us. We do have a coach development program where we offer um, coaches in any sport, at any experience level, specific coaching on how to coach girls um, versus coaching boys in sport. We look at inherent bias. We have coaches, parent coaches who are moms and dads who come into the sport, you know, not really, whether they have experience in baseball or no experience in baseball, they don't always have experience coaching girls in any sport. Um, So we try to tackle their inherent bias. We teach them the skills of the game. We always have staff coaches on site and those staff coaches work with the parent coaches so that they're all learning the skills of the game together, the kids and the parents. I think even our staff coaches, everybody can learn as they go. We're developing everybody. So we have junior coaches, junior umpires, regular umpires, regular coaches. We have parent coaches with no experience and parent coaches with so much experience, but none coaching girls. Um, and then we have um, we also have a women's development program where we um, have those moms or coaches who have never really played baseball before or played softball, but never tried baseball or who used to play baseball when they were younger, but haven't played it in years. They can come and they get the same program that our kids get. They get, uh, you know, a half an hour of skills every week and then they get to play a game. So we're really trying to create a love for the game through every level, whether it's in every part of the game, whether it's office or playing the game or coaching the game or umping the game. So they can stay with it their whole lives in any capacity.
0: I can't wait for the women's division to start in Vancouver. <laughs> we can get
2: fields, we can start it.
0: I know. Well, I guess that sort of leads into my next question. So wh- what's the pushback been like? Have you had pushback from provincial organizations from softball um it's just to me it seems strange that girls and women's baseball is still lagging so far behind pretty much every other sport um so can you speak a little bit about that
2: yeah there there has been more pushback I think than I ever wanted to admit um or maybe that I than I ever recognized until really recently um I What I wanted with this program was to create a development league, but also a pathway to our provincial and national teams, because we have girls and women's teams provincially and nationally. And I think what I realized is, you know, the sports organizations in our country are made up of people who played the sports or are naturally competitive. They're also made up of I, ideologies of our government and sport canada which you know really values olympic sports and not as much grassroots sports and i sort of thought that by persevering and pushing i could break down a lot of those barriers and those walls but i mean sometimes people are mean and they don't really see what is in front of them as something that's good. They see it as something that is different and therefore bad, which I guess we know on so many levels, but I thought when it came to girls and sport that this would be an obvious connecting point instead of a point that pushes people apart. Um, So I get a lot of pushback personally. There's a lot of people talking about a lot of things, which is sad. And so um, you know, even our entrance into BC, we weren't really welcome. And I always go in in the spirit of cooperation. And I called, you know, our friends at Baseball BC and said, okay, so now we're coming and with or without you, we will be entering the province and we will be offering programs for girls. And Baseball BC has a great philosophy and does offer programming for girls, um, but doesn't reach as far and wide as they could or should at this point, you know, they have, limited capacity. And there's no reason why we can't also be there. So I think when I realized this, the light bulb kind of went off and said, I don't, I thought I don't need to wait for an invitation anymore from anybody. Um, Not that I ever have, but I've always wanted one. And now I think I don't expect one anymore. So, but it's sad.
1: Do you think that there is a a difference in philosophy with like baseball BC and and maybe some of their girls programming versus what uh, Canadian girls baseball offers.
2: I don't know enough about their programming at all. I did speak to the president of Baseball BC, who has a lot of the same philosophies. I think obviously there's a lot of differences in our program by nature, the programs themselves. But I think what I think any offering is a good offering. You know, as long as people are doing it with the right intention, but also they're offering all girls programming with all female staff. Um, They're offering it in a different way than we are, Um, but I'm sure it's great. I haven't seen it in person and, and I can't comment on, you know, what it's like, but if they could do more of it and we could do more of it, it could kind of be like Starbucks and Second Cup. We could be on opposite corners of the same street, just hitting more people and more girls would get to play.
0: Yeah. I think that's been the biggest surprise that I've run into with trying to develop things in Vancouver for Canadian girls baseball is that I really don't see a reason why there should be any pushback because a, our season is after their season is over. So it's on, you know, and thankfully I have to shut out Hastings little league. Um, the president, Marianne, has been super helpful and she said, my daughter plays and she'd love to play and sign up for your program, like after hers is done, which to me is kind of the name of the game. So yeah, if you still want to have, you know, play Little League, get a full season, um, and then also just come and have some extra fun with a different group of girls, like almost like, you know, we all all, you know, I went to hockey camp in the summer, that wasn't in replace of my regular season or my regular team, it was a supplement. And so it's almost like we're all trying to do the same thing essentially, which is to get more girls involved in baseball. Um, We've had a lot of success in BC with some of our athletes that play baseball. And so it's almost like, well, it's a numbers game. The more girls we get playing at every level, it means there's going to be more that will graduate up to an elite program and go to the baseball women's world cup, and maybe one day play on the Olympic team. It it seems so obvious, doesn't it? (laughs) It's just painful, like at a certain
2: point, it took me until now. So I started this in 2016 and and it took me literally until last week to say, "I, I have to stop trying because it's just not welcome. And we'll just keep doing what we're doing and we'll keep pushing for more girls playing and we'll do it the way that we're doing it or you know, fix it if there's feedback that needs fixing, but what we're doing is successful. And if they want to open a door at some point, we will happily walk through it and meet with them. But I, I have to stop asking for friendship and, you know, and support. And I'm not asking for financial support or just, you know, help us book a field or, you know, let's work together because most provinces, BC is a different beast and does offer grassroots programming, but most provinces don't offer it and actually aren't interested in grassroots programming. They're interested in elite programming. That's where their money comes from. That's where their government support comes from. So for us to say, we'll do it, we'll do it with you. And then you can choose from this pool of girls, that 1% to put on a development team or work or train to be on a provincial team. Like, it just seems so obvious. But I guess it's only obvious to us. I don't know. (laughs) It's just, just, but it is, I mean, it's, it's unfortunate. And I don't think it's a unique problem to baseball. Uh, that's what I've learned really recently, that this is, it's, it's common, unfortunately. And I think that soccer is one of the standouts that's changed its focus and is focusing more on grassroots. But I think the problem comes from the top, which is, you know, Sport Canada. And until the philosophies change there, it just filters down.
0: Yeah, I was reading a book um, about the US women's national team. And the, basically, the premise of, of USA Baseball and their philosophy was to take NCAA softball players and in a week try and turn them into baseball players because they wanted a U.S. national team that could win a medal at the Women's Baseball World Cup. And they don't see grassroots development as a way of getting there because it takes too long. So they're just like, what's the fastest way with the least amount of investment we can have because the championships are splashy on the international level. And baseball has for boys has such an embedded structure that they don't have to do any work. The The elite players will be presented to them. Whereas girls and women's softball is much less developed or sorry, baseball is much less developed. And so They're just trying to take an elite athletes and an elite athlete will be good at most sports, but as you know, it's a completely different game. It's not something you learn in a week. And, you know, we see from teams like Japan who have very well entrenched girls and women's baseball programs. They've won the women's world cup the last six years. They've been undefeated in the last three. Canada is a great contender. Um, But yeah, it's Australia has started a a women's league. So it comes from those countries that have girls that even want to play baseball because they see, you know, older girls and women playing. And so you're right. You're sort of offering to do it for them. It seems like they should jump on board really.
2: Yeah. I think we were a few years too early to be honest. I mean, now things are starting to change. Major league baseball, who I am in contact with regularly. Um, I have monthly calls that are scheduled, you know, with the head of a program there that's very focused on developing girls' baseball. They have a trailblazer series just for girls. They have um, their other series, which name escapes me right now, but starting at age 13, you know, they're talking about sending out scouts for girls' baseball um, and they are They're even coming up with an MLB logo that is a girl. Um, So they're small things. They're not huge investments. But, you know, the fact that the head of this program spends an hour with me on the phone once a month is, is a big deal. And it's a very different place than we were at a few years ago. Um, again, I went to baseball Canada when I started, you know, pounding on their door and I didn't stop there. I went to MLB and I flew to New York and I had a meeting with them. And I said, you know, this is real and we have to do something. And there was a group of people who were interested and I'm not the only person in the world who said it to them. Um, but we are, you know, the largest girls league in the world. And I, I would go as far as saying we're the only all girls baseball league in the world. There are teams of girls in places and there are individual girls who play baseball, but there's no league like ours um, yet, but they're starting to develop. We see them popping up in pockets and um, hopefully things are changing and the world is recognizing this and they'll catch up to us and then they'll knock on our door and ask for help
0: and we will be here. So is that the like big, big picture, home run goal of Canadians, girl, girls, baseball. Do you see it as something that's set up, like kind of running alongside a, a boys program or a program that's predominantly boys? Um, or do you see it staying at this kind of developmental camp style?
2: I think what we do best is what we're doing. I think what we do well is development, um, I'm never going to say no to changing and growing if we have the capacity to do it. But what I've realized by trying to do too many things um, is that we really have to stick to what we do well. And we can't answer. We can't be the answer for every piece of girls baseball that's missing. You know, unless somebody wants to give us a million dollars, we probably could do it then. But right now, Mm -hmm. with the capacity that we have and going forward, Our goal is big already, like to be what I think there needs to be is a girls baseball league for every boys baseball league in this country. And that's a big goal right there. So I don't think that we can realistically develop the next levels of baseball at every level because girls base, I mean, we can maybe looking down the road quite far, um, but we're at the beginning. I mean, we're where women's hockey was 20 years ago. So we have to go step by step and, and we're not, you know, girls baseball is growing across the States, but by growing, I think they just sent me the list of last year, how many girls teams MLB had connected with. And I think all the players in total across the entire United States of 30 million people was like 2,500 girls. So we we have 1500 in Canada, we have you know a lot fewer than 300 million people but even with 30 million people we have you know a lot of girls to reach just at that development level and i don't know we've really far to go before we can come up with like a women's baseball team that is going to the olympics just with our efforts alone
0: yeah you're right i mean i i remember when girls hockey first happened, because I switched over to play girls hockey, and that was a long time ago, (laughs) but step by step, and just even the more, like, I run into girls all the time at our minor league games, and they say, oh, and I do do you play baseball? Like, oh, I play softball, but I want to play baseball, so there clearly is the desire to play a game and no shade to softball. I played it most of my life. It's, but it's a different game. Um, People grow up watching baseball on TV. And I think that they, they want to play what they see. They want to do what their brothers do. Um, And yeah, like you said, not every girl is comfortable playing with boys. My niece doesn't want to play with boys. She has more fun at the base race than she does playing the actual game. So I think it's great. It's great that you are creating a place for girls to try baseball, to play baseball with other girls. And I'm happy to be a part of it.
2: (laughs) I'm so happy that you are a part of it. I mean, it's a really big deal. You bring a passion and a love for not only for the game, but also for bringing the game to girls. And I know we met years ago um, and talked about it. And so COVID has given us this opportunity and you were a large part of why I decided to bring this to BC and I'm really really happy that you're part of the Canadian girls baseball team because you're making a difference and it's a
0: big deal so thank you. Thank you.
1: It just like with the connection to, to softball because that is like w- the avenue that is presented to most most girls that like want to play baseball is like, well, you can play with boys or you can play softball. Um, and I just wondering if there's if there is any collaboration with softball with the softball leagues that are, are like in these communities, or or if they're offering any sort of support to like facilitate players that want to play baseball as well.
2: It's a good question. Um... Anytime we go into a community, I always reach out to our the local baseball league. I don't reach out to softball because we're a different sport. Um, we do have a lot of coaches who played softball at, you know, many different levels of the game who coach for us because the skills are transferable. But we still have to teach them a lot about baseball or often there are junior coaches like our not junior coaches, but our younger team coaches, because they're teaching how to catch and throw is the same skill. Um, In terms of actual softball leagues, I mean, we always approach universities and different organizations to see if their players are interested in coaching with us. And we get a mixed response. Sometimes people yell at us. We have one location that we're going into and we called the the local baseball league um, and asked if we could be partners the league had a meeting and agreed that we'd be partners. Um, and when it came time for us to do some publicity, they didn't want to do the publicity with us in partnership um, because they didn't want to upset their softball you know, division of their league. So I think there is a lot of tension because people think we're going to take away girls from softball. But we spoke about hockey earlier. And if you look at hockey when it started for girls, girls had ringette um, and there was a ton of pushback, but ringette really didn't suffer because hockey came into the picture. It just gives players more options and options are, you know, we want to create a love for sport at, you know, any age and stage and across the country and there are enough players to go around. So, I mean, if a girl comes to us from softball or goes to us from softball, or two softball, you know, from us they're just they're playing a game. They're getting, you know, the mental health benefits, the team benefits, all of the benefits of sport that are offered. So, we all have to stop competing with each other. And yeah, that com- that competition is definitely there with softball.
1: Jess Jess is always on on me for this, but in emphasizing that they are two very different games and they absolutely are. Um but I I like even in in my experience and like talking about Canadian girls, baseball, um, like in the presence of people that are very entrenched in softball without like connecting the two, just being like, Oh yeah, my friend is involved with this. league," Isn't that great? Like even you can tell that they feel like they're going to be poached.
2: It's And and also what I find that's funny is that I say baseball, but people assume that it's softball. Cause I guess the, the names are interchangeable enough that, when you say girls baseball people think you're referring to softball um so yeah people are within baseball and within softball people are terrified that we are taking people away what they don't understand is that we are adding players to the game who never would have played because that's who's coming to us it's the girl who never would have picked up a glove if she didn't have this opportunity. It's the girl who's you know 16 and saw the movie, a league of her own and thought, gee, I should play a sport. And this looks like fun. Like they're not, I, I mean, I can't speak about what, what they're scared of other than the fact that there really are enough people to go around and the more people playing the better and let them try a bunch of different things and figure out what they like. I mean, we're certainly, nothing to be scared of we're not a great threat to their sport their olympic elite sport so i don't know they need to um come out and play with us and see how awesome it is
1: i i think (laughs) it's it's much easier to coexist than it is to compete against one another right like people get different things out of different games and different cultures right but
2: The change is hard. And, you know, we know from all of the politics in all of the world, not just in sports, that anything that's different, you know, is often seen as bad until people understand it. Hopefully they will come out, understand us.
0: We're not evil. We just want girls to play.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. We should get that on a T-shirt. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny. It's, it, it was shocking to me because I was like, this is great. Like, you know, we're going to open our doors in Vancouver and everyone's going to welcome us with open arms. And, and, you know, there have been some people that have been very helpful, but I, I was surprised because in my like heart, I just want to see a bunch of little girls play a sport that I love and that I, and something that I wish had existed when I was a kid, um, And so to have people view that as a threat is kind of like you said, it's a bit sad. And I hope that as the years go on with the program here um, and then what you're doing nationally, we can show people that we're all just here for, you know, the kids and yeah, I the really world. <laughs> I have to kind of
2: ignore them at this point and just do what we're doing, which is also sad to me because it would be much better if we could work together in harmony and you know, sing a song of some sort together. <laughs> but it's it's the reality, and it is it is sad, and it's a learning experience for me too. Like we're talking about little kids and a game, so I'm not really sure what the threat is, but I guess. Anything that's unknown or anything that is, I don't know. It, I, we're not competition,
1: you know. Well, with with that in mind, you've got uh, Canadians. Canadian girls' baseball is expanding to British Columbia uh, starting this summer. Um, what what can what can people expect? Where can they find you, and like, how can they get involved and sign up?
2: That is an excellent question. We will be in two locations in BC to start this summer. We'll be in Vancouver. um, And then we'll also be in Comox. And they can find more information on our website, canadiangirlsbaseball.com. Or they can just call Jessica.
0: Please. (laughs) Reach out. Have a conversation. Um, I'm super excited to be involved. I have some great coaches lined up that are also very excited to be involved. And so I think if you're the parent of girls or if you know girls, um, they might be a little shy, but have them just come out and try it. They'll have a great time. They'll get cool uniforms, a medal, some great equipment. Um, Just give it a try and see what sport can do within a very low pressure situation. I mean, you're not even talking high school. It's just fun. Come have a good time. The weather will actually be nice in Vancouver. So (laughs) get outside. And we start at
2: age four. So, age anybody four or turning four this year, up to age 16, like Jessica said, we give full uniforms away hat, jersey, pants, lots of swag. They even get a free bat to keep this year. Um, And they get a medal, they get a baseball card with their picture on it. Like, we really just make it fun and exciting for them to join and give sport a try and build their confidence. And what have they got to lose? It's cheap and cheerful. It's eight weeks. And um, there's really not a huge commitment. So they should join.
0: Right? Absolutely. I would love to see all of you on the field. And if you're over 16, also hit me up. Because the women's division is coming once we get the girls off the ground at least I hope it is because I want somewhere to play <laughs> Look, we pilot a girls a women's
2: league if we have 24 women who want to come out 20 to 24 women who want to come out and play we will put the teams together we will do anything that people want because that's what we're here for to develop girls and women's baseball so you know if you build it they will come so call call Jessica about that too
0: <laughs> we're building it Yeah. Okay, I think that's it. Thank you so much, Dana, for speaking with us. And I really, again, have to commend you on what you're doing. And I think, you know, you may have fallen into this organically, but you're doing an amazing job. And I'm so excited to see what the next five years holds for Canadian girls baseball. So I want that women's tournament to happen so I can, when I can come to Toronto. Absolutely.
1: Thanks again. We really, really appreciate it. We're really excited um, about everything that you're doing. So, Thank
0: you. Thanks for listening, everyone. Our theme song is written and recorded by Steve Sledkowski. And special thanks to Dana Bookman and Canadian Girls Baseball. For more information, go to their website at www.canadiangirlsbaseball.com or on Instagram at Canadian Girls Baseball. You can follow me at Jessica Sandstorm or Jamie at Jamie Sess or the pod at Home and Away Pod. See you next time!